to Whiskey in a Movie. I am your host, AJ, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, my dad, Jeff. And today, we are going to be reviewing the new action-adventure fantasy movie, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. And, Dad, what did you think of it? Because we had a lot of fun when we went to go see it. And honestly, I don't think we were expecting much when we went into well, it. Well, no, I, I, I think we were expecting, you know, more of a popcorn movie. Just a lot of fun. Uh, enjoyed being there. Uh, but uh, we actually got a very good movie with a plot that was uh, deeper than I anticipated for the subject. But, yeah, it was a, it was a good it was a good show. And, of course, uh, one of the co-directors on this is an actor we've grown to love throughout the TV shows that we watched over the years, John Francis Daly, who, of course, got his start in the Judd Apatow TV show for Fox called Freaks and Geeks, who then went on later to one of your favorite series, Oh, yeah, Bones. in Bones. He was in Bones for quite a while. Uh, left the show before the final season, but uh, he, he did an excellent job there. And, of course, he previously directed Game Night and Vacation, starring Ed Helms and Jason Bateman, respectively. And he was also a star in the Ryan Reynolds film, Waiting. And he and his co-director also wrote the screenplay for Spider-Man Homecoming. So they've also had a fair share in their genre outings and their superhero movies. And... Dad, I don't know if you ever saw the clip. I think you did, but didn't you see the Freaks and Geeks reunion? I saw the Dragon. I saw the Freaks and Geeks reunion clip with you know, yeah. Where'd you get that beard? <laughs> yeah, I've been playing for twenty four years. Maybe it's time to go all. Uh, and uh, of course, that's the line where John Francis Daly says, "Yeah, I haven't hit puberty yet." So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Funny guy. And so, when you look at his filmography before this, then you think he had what it takes to direct a big budget fantasy film like this. Well, I had heard he had done some directing before this. So, uh, you know, I, I think he did an outstanding job. I think he must know the genre very well and have, have lived it and uh, imagined it. And uh, he was able to bring that imagination to the big screen. And with that said, the cast had a lot of great chemistry with each other as well, including Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez, whose chemistry kind of blew me away during it. Because I like Michelle Rodriguez outside of the Fast and the Furious movies. I think she's a good actor, but probably the only one that's probably a good actor from that bunch. But... Uh, what did you think of the cast chemistry throughout this? I th I thought it was it was very nice. Uh, it was uh, it was several very interesting characters uh, who uh, learned to survive through their flaws and uh, make the best of everything. So I I did enjoy it. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, her character was was one of my favorites. Uh, she's the she's the the hero in many of the action scenes. So. Yeah, she she did a real good job. And uh, Justice Smith also did a good job in this as well. He was uh, Simon. The, uh, Simon the wizard, the wizard, the wizard that wizard wannabe, the wizard who 
knows a few good tricks and can can con his way into a living, but uh, he had to come up with some serious magic uh, in this movie. It uh, brought out the best in him. And uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant? Right? He was the... Uh... Or am I thinking of somebody else? No, Hugh Grant was Forbes, remember? Oh! Yes. <laughs> Yes, we've seen we've seen Hugh Grant play a couple of baddies recently. So <laughs> yes, it should come as no surprise to everybody that Hugh Grant is uh, is one of the baddies in this. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm having one of those. I had a senior moment. Forgot who <laughs> Hugh Grant was. And of course, one of the, my favorite uh, younger members in the cast was uh, Sophia Littlewitz, who played uh, Doric. Yeah, she's she's the. Uh, uh, what they call her a druid they call yeah. her a druid uh she's a she's a shapeshifter uh or can morph into any animal form so uh and of course sophia made it in the big time from being in the it movies that recently came out as well as the fantastic netflix series that only lasted for a season uh i am not okay with this okay i wasn't on my watch list we watched it a long time ago, but it must have not left a huge imprint on you. And, of course, uh, Reggie John Page as Zenit was very good, too. Yeah, he was he was the noble, very noble and uh, aloof uh, person, but he, he did a... He, I thought his acting was spot on for his character. And so, Dad, did you want to start with uh, your whiskeys that you chose, or did you want to go a little bit deeper into the movie, or what... You know me, I'm eager to get into the whiskey. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to tell you what I'm I'm starting with. Uh, when I watched Dungeon and Dragons, I kind of got that old world feel. So, uh, I thought I would start with something uh, of European nature. So, uh, so. Uh, I picked uh, Jameson's Black Barrel. Uh, Jameson's Black Barrel, uh, triple distilled Irish whiskey, coming in at 80 proof. Uh, and this is... Oh, wow, another low one. Yeah, it's a little low proof for me, yes. But it's uh, it's very good. Uh, and, uh, you know, I you, you get that all-in-world feel with Dungeons & Dragons. It's, it's almost... Like it's all medieval, right? You know, so uh, guys right around in armor and uh, uh, all the castles. So uh, I thought I had to go European, but I I started with something smooth because Chris Pine's character is very smooth. Yes, in this whole movie, and that's another thing. This is probably the funniest kid he's ever been, hasn't? I think it's the funniest he's ever been. Yes, it's it's. Uh, as they say, comedy is harder to pull off than drama. Yeah, and he he makes perfect levity when he does this. He he's, he did not force any of his lines. They did not feel forced at all. He did a fantastic job with the comedic aspect of it. And picking backing off of yours, I may get typecast in having a novelist whiskeys after celebrities, but 
once again, I'm bringing up uh, Bob Dylan's Heaven's Door, but this one is his Highway 61 blend, a blend of straight whiskeys, and it's a blend of bourbon and rye. So why I chose that bottle specifically is that this was a nice blend of fantasy, action, and adventure. It had a nice blend of a few genres mixed in. So I thought, and this is a really fun blend of whiskeys in this as well. Okay. Cheers. And I noticed today, I probably noticed before, but this also has a mass spill on it. Okay. Or maybe it's, uh, maybe the percentage of the whiskeys percentage of, that's not yeah. mash below percentage of and there were whiskey yeah they used in that so what do you think what do you think of heaven's door route 61 blend well as you can or tell, highway 61 blend as you can tell from the bottle i liked it in the past heaven's door is interesting because uh each of the bottles has a mm -hmm. Uh, Bob Dylan has an ironwork studio, and he makes custom gates, and those gates are the the imprint on the bottle. And I think there are different gates on every bottle. Yeah. yeah. Well, each different. Not every single every bottle is a bit is quite a different uh, kind of. The cast strength has one. The Highway sixty one blend has one. The rye has one. Or what do they even have a rye? But they have the. Uh, Tennessee whiskey, they have the bourbon, and then they have cast strength, and they add the bootlegger edition. Uh, lots of different editions out there from Heaven's Door, and Heaven's Door is is one of the celebrity whiskeys that is doing it right. Yes. They, they hired a master blender uh, to uh, help them through the process, and it has worked out well. And I didn't even mention the proof on this one. The proof on this one is 93.6, coming in at 46 Point eight seven volume alcohol imported volume on this. So, I, I think this is the the perfect whiskey to go with uh, Honor Among Thieves because it is kind of smooth, but there's a there's a little bit of bite on the back end. It's very it's it's got a good bit of oak to it too, folks. Uh, very oaky for a uh, yeah. The colors on these are fantastic as well. And that's another thing about Dungeons and Dragons. There is a lot of beautiful scenery to look at throughout. Yes, that there is. Bill. Yeah. Besides just Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what'd you get on it, AJ? What are your tasting notes on that Highway 61 blend? I want to say some barley and some cinnamon, kind of. Okay. All right. My nose has been allergy season here. Yeah, so it's it's been terrible as of the past maybe week or so. It's been really terrible. It can warm rather for a little bit, and now it's getting mad cold, and it's now it's warming up again. Now we're on the upswing again. So you're ready to taste the black barrel? Yes, I am. And guys, I. And folks, I hope you are really enjoying what we're doing with whiskey at a movie because, you know, 
It took a while for me to convince my dad, like I said on the first episode. But now, this is our fourth episode that we're doing, so yeah, I think we're starting to really enjoy it, and we probably look forward to doing an episode. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. We, we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Of course, that means you should be drinking while we're doing this. Uh, you don't have to drink what we're drinking. You can drink whatever you want. And if you decide you're interested to drink whatever we're drinking on this episode, I'll put links in as usual to random, or I'll put their retailers online. If you want to find it by zip code, if they're close to your area, you can find it that way. Get ethanol on the nose. <laughs> For an 80 proof, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. No, but that is a smooth finish. Yeah. All right. Do you want to try my heavy yeah. door? It, it, it looks like you've enjoyed it quite a bit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to have a little bit, uh, just so I can compare it. It's a very small sample, but <laughs> you don't get enough out of it. Jim. So do you think this can turn into another franchise for Chris Pine as well since Star Trek 3 seems to be in Hollywood development hell right now? Like it's not gonna happen. Uh I I think this could be another franchise opportunity for Chris Pine. I really do because it's it's certainly a good format, uh, a good open storyline where they could do many different missions and and do many different things. But uh, this time they ended up saving the world. So hopefully, you know, uh, they just keep saving the world like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Right. Because what? That's on like a ninth or tenth movie right now. I don't think it's quite that many, but it's it's certainly up there in the franchise number. And I think Michelle Rodriguez would be available for another franchise with Fast and the Furious supposedly getting ready to end. Well, we'll see. So do you, do you remember any scenes specifically in this that really stood out to you? I enjoyed uh, <laughs> well, this is this uh, I enjoyed the whole uh, a magician making a portal from one location to another. Uh, when those scenes occurred, that was that was pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, we were able to the to you know to jump in one portal and they came out at the other end of the portal and they managed to put this portal in a stagecoach right now they put it into a very expensive painting right yeah a very expensive painting and uh that caused i, I thought that was just so incredibly crazy because the <laughs> painting they uh they they tricked the painting into being put into the vault that they're right. trying to steal everything from and uh they 
somehow the painting accidentally fell down on its face. So when they tried to, excuse me, go through the portal, they were looking at a stone floor and they couldn't go through. So they had to try to chip away at the frame so that they could get a mouse or a worm, uh, you know, from the druid could sneak through and then pop back out on the other side and lift the frame up so they could all come through. But it, that, that to me was, that was both humorous and uh, on the edge of my seat because it was kind of a cliffhanger. Will they get there? Right. Uh, yeah. It was just, it was just an amazing thing, I thought. So, and there is a lot of amazing stunts in the film as well. Oh, yes. Yes. And dragons. There were dragons. AJ, I got to tell you, that Highway 61 blend seems even lighter, even though you said it was 90... 93.6. 93.6. It seems lighter. Yeah. Like it... a lighter whiskey than my 80. And uh, it's very smooth. Black yeah. Carol. So my black barrel's got a little more bite. Well, like I said, I got ethanol on the nose, but that could just be me at the moment. Well, I certainly don't get any ethanol on the nose with that, but. So what I next we got, I've got another one. I've got another one. This is, this is one of my favorites. Again, staying with the European mindset. Uh, this is spring bike. This is a 12-year-old cash strength from Campbelltown, Scotland, a very small producing region, but with all of the efforts of the uh, the married band of heroes uh, to uh, accomplish their mission, uh, I thought this was a kind of a, an appropriate. This uh, it it has been aged 12 years, so. You know, uh, these, these people didn't learn their skills overnight. It took them no. a while. And again, this is, this is out there with the, the, the European, the, uh, old world feel. Uh, however, now this is clocking in at 55.9 ABV. So that's, uh, 101.8. No, 111.8. Yeah. 11.8. Uh, so. This is much more your speed. Yes, this is this is this is well you yeah you can see again this this is a this is a bottle I've enjoyed. So uh uh we we've got a few bottles here at the old family abode, so fortunately we got plenty of options too. And how did you say this was pronounced? Ezra Brooks? Ezra. And I have the Ezra Brooks straight rye whiskey. Age 24 months in new charred American oak. And this is clocking in at 45% alcohol by volume, which is 90 proof. And here in so bottle. We, could, we couldn't be more different here. I picked one that's 12 years old, and you go yeah, with a two-year-old for, for your second one. Yeah, and I went with the younger bottle because, like I said, the younger cast in this, it's uh, Justice Smith and Sophia Willis did a fantastic job, especially Sophia Willis, I thought. And, you know, I'm not a big Justice Smith fan, but this movie I really enjoyed in his acting. Oh, good, 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 good. Well, you know, uh, there were a lot, there was a lot of youth in the theater, too, when we saw this. Yeah. So, yeah. 
a lot of granddads taking their grandsons to see this movie. So <laughs> uh, enjoy. Yeah, I think it's allergy season for me, folks. I'm not getting much of any kind of nose. Yeah, we might have to postpone until you're over this <laughs> before the next episode. Feel like I'm the only one tasting here. So, so, what do you get on the nose and the palate of your voice? Well, I'm getting uh, some of the seed because Campbelltown's a small small town near the coast. Uh, I, I get the sea. I get some saltiness. Uh, I get uh, some uh, the heather uh, from from the countryside. It is it's got a real nice scotchy nose. Not as smoky as some, uh, but this is this is definitely uh, a little past the midpoint in terms of smokiness for a scotch, but it's. A nice, clean taste, good, decent finish. Uh, I really enjoy Spring Bite. Good. Good. Don't really get anything on the palate either of this one, but it's good. <laughs> it's good. Okay. <laughs> and how much did you say a bottle of this was? Uh, that should be under 20 bucks. And that's another reason, because usually when you pay for something, you think if you only pay 20 bucks for it, it's not going to be that great. Yeah, it's it's a decent, I, I, would, pro, I would probably relegate it to cocktails if I was pouring that. Uh, I have tasted it. Uh, it's, it's a solid little rock whiskey. Uh, and then again, there, there you go. You're, you're under 20 and. I think I'm. I think this was between one ten and one twenty. So, uh, a little difference. And I chose that one as well because you know, like I said, when you pay for something that little, you don't know what you're going to get. And that's how I felt going into this movie, even though it's been getting rave reviews and it has like a ninety one or a ninety three on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, okay, but. I don't know what's really selling me on this movie, even though I didn't want to go see it on the big screen. And right. then I came back with a lot more positiveness after seeing it. Ooh. Okay. Good deal. And so, what are your final thoughts on Dungeons and Dragons before we quite get out of here? Well, Dungeons and Dragons certainly has the potential to be a franchise. I think it has the potential to be a franchise, and go on and make two or three more. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it. It was thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, you know, it's sitting there as a, as a PG 13, wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was, uh, it, this is, if you're thinking about taking a grandkid to see this, I, I think you can get there, uh, you know, provided they're 10 or so they've, they're, they're not going to hear anything in this movie they haven't already heard at school. So I think you can enjoy it and uh, go take you, your your kids to see it. It's it's well worthwhile. So final grade? Final grade, I give this a, 
uh, four barrels out of five. And you know what? I think I'd agree with that. I think I would give this four dragons out of five. Okay. There you go. And folks, this has been Whiskey in a Movie. We hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, everybody.